0: check out guardianvets.com now.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Veterinary Success Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Douglas, and I'm excited that you're here. And with that, we're going to jump into this week's podcast here in just a second. We're going to hit up our sponsors that help make the show possible. There's lots of companies that I believe in that I think help veterans across the board, whether it's find a job, hire talent, become more efficient in their practice, all those things. right? So these sponsors mean a ton to me. So I know a lot of people will fast forward or skip through them. But if and when you're looking for help and some of the solutions they offer, I would highly, highly encourage you to check them out. And so with that, no further ado, jump into the ads and we'll get right into the show. So thank you for listening and uh, enjoy. I get it, Isaiah. You talk about Bitcoin all the time. Well, as I go out and about, I continually hear the demand for, I need more Bitcoin education, or I don't really understand. I hear you talking about it. I know you're passionate about it. I know you have a lot of conviction, but I need more info. And that's where Bitcoin for VetMed really came from, was taking, hey, the 10,000, 100,000 hours of time that I've spent and distill it down into bite-sized courses. And walking you through of getting a foundational why a little bit of understanding the technical side of bitcoin and then how to grapple with the fear uncertainty and doubt and just the things that you hear throughout the media and giving you the ability to up your bitcoin knowledge to go from zero to hero and feel a lot more comfortable saying okay this is something that matters and i want to take some of the value that i create and save into bitcoin So head over to BitcoinForVetMed.com or click the link in
0: the show notes. If you're struggling to attract new staff or your team is experiencing burnout, pick up your phone and call Guardian Vets. Through virtual team solutions like after-hour triage, daytime virtual receptionists, callbacks, and telemedicine, Guardian Vets can help you have happy staff, happy clients, and a thriving business. Go to www.guardianvets.com and check Veterinary Success Podcast in the Where Did You Hear About Us section to get a free consultation and receive 50% off your first month of service. Don't wait. Check out guardianvets.com now.
1: Finding a job or finding a veterinarian shouldn't be a waste of time. Enter an offer first. Paul Diaz and team have created something really special with Offer First. Some of my favorite reasons are as follows. Candidates and employers will both have values aligned on the first step, not the last. The sign-up process, quick and simple, no resume required. So if you're looking for a job, but you aren't really sure, it's as easy as scrolling on Zillow for a home. And finally, if you have a great match, it's based on your each unique requirements, not random keywords. If you want to learn more, listen to episode 170. Nine with Paul Diaz. We cover all of that. The other exclusive great thing that you're going to get from this ad read and from Paul is I convinced him to give an exclusive discount to listeners of this podcast. So for owners, you're getting a 20% discount on both the placement of any candidate, but also access to the platform. Use VSP if you go to offer first, or the easiest way is a link in the show notes. So check it out. Associates, those looking for a job, same thing. Use the link in the show notes. Use VSP if you go directly to offer first. But I will donate and Paul will donate to a veterinary nonprofit of your choosing. So each person that signs up gets a vote, your votes actually count, which is incredible. And so I'll be reaching out. I will handle that. But there's going to be a donation made for any associate or any job seeker that adds on the platform. We want to make sure that not only does the platform help to make sure that you find a better fit, better culture, better role, but it's also doing good in veterinary medicine. Okay. So. Link in the show notes is going to take you to Offer First. It's going to automatically apply that, but also use code VSP if you go to Offer First directly. And Offer First is changing the game of veterinary recruiting. I want each and every one of you to benefit from it. So check them out today. Find out for yourself why my friends at Shepherd Veterinary Software are the fastest growing practice management software. They're doing something right. Founded by Dr. Cindy Barnes, Shepherd is an intuitive, easy to learn, streamlines practice management. Built for vets, by vets, it works for you and your team so you have more time to spend on what's most important, your patients. Shepherd automatically updates the medical records, adds services to the invoice, generates discharge instructions, and so much more. Bring home more stories and less stress. Check them out at Shepard.Vet. Again, that's Shepard.Vet. Hi, everybody. Great to be back doing a radio show, answering some questions. One thought that I've had, and I would love feedback. Again, you can... DM me on Twitter, join the Facebook group, DM me on LinkedIn, find a way to connect with me. Let me know Isaiah at veterinariansuccesspodcast.com, which I know is the longest email in the world. But anyways, let me know if it's of interest. One of the things I thought about doing is just doing live shows and streaming those where you can jump on, ask questions, do it in the evening, and we can kind of take the conversation a lot of different directions. So if that's of interest and people would show up and want to do it, I'm all for it. If people are like, eh, I kind of like the pre recorded, I can listen to it as I want. Obviously, I would record this as well and share it. But if anyone wanted something like that, it's crossed my mind a couple of times. So, anyways, today's show is going to be one where I'm going to take questions from folks that are within the Facebook group that I just posed questions. I'd ask it actually a while back when I had a couple people cancel. And then I ended up having a guest that was able to kind of move things around and we were able to record. So I didn't get a chance to answer questions right away, but I want to get into those now. So there are one, two, three, four, five questions that I'm going to get through today. And yeah, would love feedback. If you do have these type of questions, would love to jump into them. So We're going to just start with the first one that was thrown out, which is how to decide total compensation for each team member. And I think this is a good question. One thing that I really don't care for is the idea of, hey, they keep showing up year after year, they automatically get a raise. I think the question should be asked, okay, what's their training, what's their skill set, and what is the value that they're bringing to my practice, the hospital, and the team overall? Raises and compensation should be tied to the value they bring and the training experience that they have within vetMed, not, Hey, I keep showing up. I'm breathing. I'm alive today. So I think encouraging folks to go get more certification, more training to help be able to expand the offering that you have or show them when you get to this point, when you can do these things, that's when you get a raise because everything is going to be tied to incentives. And so if there's no incentive for them to improve and get better other than just showing up guess what? They're going to show up. And for most people, not everyone, they're not going to try to get better. They're there. They have a hundred other things in their mind. Work is work. It's a job. It's on a career, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get in that later. But I don't like that. I think one idea should be, okay, how do I look at what they're able to produce? And I know that a lot of them aren't paid on production when you think about techs and support staff, but okay, the value that they're creating versus the salary and benefits that that's there. What's this role worth? And I think that's really important for any business owner. What's this role worth to me? Not what's the going rate in my area, but what does it worth to me? And so good idea should be 3X the salary and benefits. So whatever you're paying them, salary and benefits, all included, taxes, all that stuff, right? What their value is bringing to your hospital or business should be three times that. So find out what does it cost you to do the things that these folks are doing, Right. How do you price your services? Again, not just, hey, everyone in town charges XYZ. Understand what your costs are and then price appropriately and then try to ensure that you're pricing it that way. It's gonna be tedious. It's gonna take some time. I think there's outside resources that might need to be brought in to help you with that, but that's the way I would look at it. Now, you can't all of a sudden do that and say, hey, guess what, Isaiah, we're gonna cut your compensation because that's gonna piss me off. But I think you can make adjustments and I would try to tie any goals to the practice from a bonus perspective to profitability and or top line revenue, maybe combining both of those. Because again, if you just grow top line, but you're losing money out the back door, really what all, all that matters is actual profit, not necessarily top line. So you want to ensure that everyone's working towards the same goals and on the team and they're not, Hey, well, this team's working on this thing and this team's working on this thing. And that's how their bonuses are structured. And now they're getting pulled apart. That's not going to be helpful. And it's not healthy for the business either. Tips for calculating a return on investment for marketing efforts. This is a great question. I think it's really hard to do. So let's be real. That's not easy to do. So the first thing you likely are going to be doing, you're going to outsource marketing efforts unless you're just really, really good at this. I rarely see folks that should be doing everything in-house. So the team that you are paying should be providing you this stuff. They should be reporting. Now, how do you kind of keep them in check? How do you ask for things? that's different. Some marketing spend is going to be more brand awareness in general and others is going to be, Hey, I put a dollar into this thing and $2 come back out. Ooh, that's great. This little machine, I just put more money in and more money comes back out. That's great. When you can measure it, when you can find something, not everything's going to be there that way. So paying for a sponsorship on a t-ball team in your community, that's awareness, right? Unlikely, you're going to be able to measure the ROI of some parent seeing your name on the back of that shirt, but it's worthwhile. It tells the community care that you're there. And maybe you're different than the VCA down the road. Next door, an ad that is there, so Next door being the platform, you have a targeted ad, it's specific. That's much easier to see a dollar in and $2 out with new appointments and things that are booked or visits from that call to action for that money spent. The easiest way to ensure and things to think about is, again, if someone's helping you, they're going to do this. Make sure your Facebook pixel is set up on your website. Make sure your Google Analytics is dialed in. You can pull a ton of data from there of like, how are people finding you? If you're putting out a bunch of really funny, quirky, unique, fun videos on Instagram and people are clicking the link in your bio and booking appointments or going to your website, hey, do more of that, right? Another easy method is, and all of you should be doing this. I know it seems like, oh, duh, that's super simple. You need to be asking on your new patient form. When you're in the exam room, if you don't have the information, that should be kind of a a standard operating procedure. Ask again, have the team ask, train the team to ask, Hey, how'd you find us? And make sure that you're noting that. And it's going in your PIMs and in your notes and your files. And people might not recall exactly where they heard about you, or maybe it's a combination of things, but they're going to tell you something. And if it's more than one, that's great. You know that those things are working. And if it's someone that was referred, that's a client of record, you can go and reach out and thank them. And if you run any of those promos where you get money back or any of that stuff, that's great. Speaking of referrals, you can let people know that you're growing and expanding. Tell them, hey, we just hired Dr. Isaiah. I want to make sure that he has great patients like Fluffy here and be able to work with clients like you. If anyone you know or work with needs a new vet or has a new animal, we would love to help them out. Please send them to us. I want to make sure that we're able to grow and continue to provide great care. It's really easy right you're hyping up someone else you're not talking about yourself it's not about money it's trying, you're trying to help someone else and people inherently want to help others so if they're like oh i can help the new doctor at the practice and that would be great they're going to do that for you especially if you have a good relationship with them if you can improve the health of an animal you do it right of course that's what makes veterinarians special you're mission driven my friends at life learn are the exact same way For over 25 years, they've been partnering with you and your peers, providing affordable, customizable online software solutions. These solutions save time, increase efficiency, and assist in managing all aspects of operations. Why? They wanna help you improve your partnership with pet owners to improve pet health. LifeLearn has award-winning digital media solutions and are leading the pack as they've prioritized having extensive veterinary knowledge throughout their teams. That difference is seen, it's heard, and it's read by thousands of people across the country. Relax, grow, and thrive with LifeLearn. Click the link in the show notes for an exclusive offer to see how LifeLearn can allow you to get back to what you do best. All right, next question. Someone had basically just kind of commented, agreed with the marketing stuff, maybe things like new client targets along those lines also. So, hey, how do I attract more people in? And I think This has been something I've talked about a lot, which is all of a sudden marketing is going to matter again, especially as the economy starts to slow down and maybe everyone's not booked to the max like they were prior. So you've heard my pitch on Bitcoin and why simply accepting it and letting people know that you accept it is a marketing pitch for new clients. I know in Indianapolis, the first person that does it probably has 50 to 60 new people that would show up. Use Ibex to accept payment, use Oshi to provide sats back or Bitcoin back as a reward that's redeemable. It's better than puppy points or coffee and all that other stuff. And you can use it for specials you run as well. The best part is if they don't redeem those points, you keep them. So you keep the money versus just giving it at maybe the point of sale, like, hey, I'll take $10 off your bill today. Give it to them after the fact and make them redeem it. I would also continue to target millennials that are pet owners. They have discretionary income. They're going to be lifelong patients of yours as they get other pets. So that's a great relationship to continue to build. And they have a desire to care for their pets like kids, right? So where do they hang out in your area? If you're a millennial, you likely know. If you don't ask the people in your network that are close to you, family, other friends, organizations you're involved with. My thoughts partner with a local popular coffee shop, a brewery, do a joint event Vet med education over beer or coffee. Sounds great as a millennial. Like I would show up to that. And if you have a mobile setup, go to a park or if they have a mobile setup, like the brewery or coffee shop, go to a park, set it up, host it, advertise it on your social media. Create some buzz around the event. And if you're both cross promoting it, you get to a bigger, wider audience. Speaking of social media, create video content, share education, use your phone to shoot it, post it. You don't need a production team. You just need to be authentic, be you, talk about things that might seem super basic, but continue to do that over and over again because you don't know who's following you and when they follow you. And so sometimes they need a reminder. A lot of times people need to be told like seven times before they do something. So just continue to tell things and continue to educate. And I think ultimately that drives business. I'm a fan of Nextdoor for ad spend. It's cheaper than Google. It's super niche. You're also targeting the person that's likely going to be paying and making the decision for veterinary care. So while interest rates are crazy high and homes are not selling super fast, I think partnering with real estate agents to give content or information, all new homeowners in your area that have pets, also teach the real estate agent to ask that question and pay them or give them free veterinary care, barter, trade, do whatever, build a relationship. Maybe they're just a good friend that wanted to help you out. If you're moving and you have a pet, you need a new veterinarian. This is a super easy way to be the name that's given. There are more ideas, but if you're working with someone and paying them, they should be coming up with these ideas as well. Again, these are tactics. This is not necessarily strategy and your brand, but first and foremost, you need to have a brand. You need to know who your ideal fit is. You then need to double, triple down on who those people are and get them in your door because they are going to be the best fit. If you're trying to be super high end and you're advertising and doing things In a weird way, that's not attracting those people. That's on you. So make sure that the fit of tactics and what your brand strategy is fit. Another question, what metrics should an area have to sustain a new practice? How to show compensation packages with benefits shown as an approximate dollar amount so new hires see how much the business is giving them, not only in salary. So two parts to this question. The first is location and trying to, where can a new practice be sustainable? If you wanna run a high-end practice in rural West Virginia, right? It's gonna be tough. So you need to know and do your due diligence. Most real estate professionals are going to be able to provide a ton of data and analytics on areas to see, hey, is it too densely populated with other veterinary clinics? Is this really wide open? Also, what is your offering? Is it a me too? Or are you different? Are you moving into area with old practices, a lot of young owners, a lot of new startups? Is it private? Is it corporate? Understand that. I think hammering the local presence when stacking up against corporates is a great strategy. Being weird, being different, marketing wise helps there. Be authentically you. They can't compete with that. As far as metrics to sustain the area that has pets, there's some information that I went through and pulled. And obviously for a full-time veterinarian, the number that gets thrown out a lot is about 2,000 active patients, which active patients sometimes is described as 12 months or 18 months. Let's say it's 12 months here. So a city of 40,000 people can support about three DVMs as AVMA states each household visits the vet something like 2.8 times per year. The AVMA also mentions that about 60% of households own pets and 76.5% take their pets to a vet. So let's do some quick math. What is the total number of DVMs in the city? What is the city population? And then each household is about two and a half to three people. So a city with 10 veterinarians, 100,000 people has at least 40,000 households. 24,000 of them own pets. 76 of the 24,000 is 18,240. So that's about 18,024 active patients per veterinarian, which is not bad. Again, we want about 2000, but it's not screaming, come open a clinic and there's a desperate need for you. However, if that city is growing at a rate of 5%, that's another about 1,200 patients coming to that city every year. That is pretty attractive. So that would be kind of my methodology for thinking through that question specifically and just trying to stack up the numbers. Again, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be darn close with giving you a good idea of evaluating site A, site B, site C, where's the best place? And again, where do you want to live? Be close to where the clinic is so that you're able to get there and you don't have a crazy long commute unless you love, love it, listening to podcasts like this one. How to show a compensation package. I think it's a good question as well. And first, people are never going to understand that I've never owned a business, what health insurance and retirement plans and all the extra stuff that you do for them costs. They're going to expect it and you need to provide it. So trying to harp on, hey, we're spending so much money and we care about you. It's going to fall on deaf ears because they just don't understand. So I think one of the biggest issues in vet med is lacking leadership and having a great boss. So lean into how you will operate, how you're going to take care of people. What are you going to do to set them up for success? How can they go from a job to a career with you? fight something different. You're not going to fight on how much money you're paying them because likely you're not going to pay them as much as a corporate offering is anyways, play a different game. Yes. Ultimately the money will matter. And there's a certain threshold where people will just have to say no, but who do you want to work for? Sell them on why working for you is the best fit. I will tell you, I work at Swan. The culture here is incredible. And it's actually pretty unbelievable what they built from that standpoint. I make good money, but I could go elsewhere if top dollar was what I was after. So that's my suggestion there is play a different game. Don't just lead with how much money you're spending on them. A few years ago, the AVMA published results of an efficiency study based on the sports staff to DVM ratio. Uh, six to one being the most efficient, would love more on the topic. If there was data that indicated the ROI person and how that changes depending on the team size, that would be great info when optimizing for staffing levels. This is a great question. I don't know if I'm going to have a perfect answer, but I wanted to pull some information. So, AVMA 2023 report on the economic state of veterinary professionals found that the most efficient hospitals had a ratio of 2.7 full-time techs and assistants per full-time DVM. Another article said, aim for a staff to doctor ratio of 4.7 members per full-time veterinarian. An article written for selling DVMs. This is often overlooked aspect. However, a practice that is not staffed properly, cannot grow properly. An ideal ratio of three to four support staff per full-time equivalent veterinarian allows the veterinarian to be fully supported and see as many patients as possible. And based on the responsibility of the job and all tasks that we have, we are considered fully staffed at four to five techs per doctor, a post from a DVM working at a specialty clinic. So basically you are told somewhere between six and 2.7 is the proper ratio. So the answer is no one knows. And I think the key thing here is fewer support staff guarantees that a veterinarian is going to spend part of their day as a technician. Veterans working as a technician only earn as much as technicians. So it's not necessarily that More is better, but you have to figure out a way to ensure that you have the right amount of people. And also, how are you people trained? You could have six people that have no idea what they're doing and three that are really well trained and work flawlessly. Techs are vastly underutilized. Some practices, a tech, even licensed, is basically a glorified assistant. And it's not uncommon to have veterinarians administer all the treatments, doing simple things like vaccines, while having technicians fill prescriptions and restrain. These are staff members that have college degrees, licenses, and they're doing very little technical work. You got to change that. They're unhappy. They went to school. They busted their hump to get there, but they're not able to use their skills. Techs that aren't able to use their skills are going somewhere else. Why waste your time as a doctor on non-doctor tasks? Have someone else do it. If you have your veterinarians or yourself doing physical exams, treatments, and charting before moving on to the next patient, you probably could squeeze another appointment in there and be more efficient. Now, assistants, they typically don't have the specific college degrees or licenses. They tend to be cleaning, restocking, restraining, handling, and doing laundry. Properly trained, they are capable of running appointments from top to bottom. They can triage an appointment, review treatment plans, intercharges, fill prescriptions, answer questions, and they can also chart patients in the exam in real time. So use them more, right? You need to have job descriptions. You need to have what is someone responsible for. And then let's chat reception. Assigned to manage follow-ups for basic lab work, like fecal results. It doesn't take a degree in veterinary medicine to interpret results, negative or positive. Have the reception send an email, give them a glossary, give them information to all patients with negative fecal sample explaining the results. And if your reference, if your lab allows you to share visual results, do it as well. Any positives, leave it for a technician or yourself to handle. So you could have standard deworming in place for a receptionist, right? They could contact patients to follow up. They can do email templates to build things out, to make follow up a lot easier. So you're not having to do as much. And they can be sending emails that were there for a second appointment the day before checking in, doing some of the care things. That is what the team should do. So to answer the question, what is the right number? What is the efficiency? The answer is it depends and that sucks. And that's what makes it really hard is that there's no perfect answer. It's going to depend on your team, the training and who you have on the team every business is all about talent acquisition. If you get good talent, you can work with less. A lot of times you're more efficient. And also how long has the team been together? How long have they worked together and how efficient can they become through that? That to me is what is most important, not the number of people on the team. But I will tell you the answer of one-to-one, not right. Probably the 2.7 is probably low, but the perfect number, it's all going to depend on you. So with that, Uh, Love the questions. Keep them coming. We'll do more of these in the future. And let me know if you want anything done live. And if you would join, I think it could be a ton of fun and we can talk about a lot of topics. So with that, until next time, chat soon. Thanks for listening to today's show. The comments made on today's show should not be taken as investment tax or legal advice. All comments are for educational purposes only. However, you are intelligent enough to make decisions for yourself. So I do encourage you to dig in Learn for yourself and not just outsource every decision that you make. You should talk to your professional team if you have one before implementing anything that I talk about, but also make sure they know what they're talking about. Push them, question them. That's healthy. That's okay. Oh, yeah. And you should probably own and learn a little bit about that Bitcoin thing. The biggest compliment you can give to me is to share the show with a friend or the podcast if there's another episode that you really like. That helps folks find it, that helps it grow. Um, Reviews are critical. The Apple Podcast is the platform that's predominantly used for how people find the show. So if you have three minutes, love the show, please head over, give us five stars. If you believe that's what we earned, that would help more people find the show. Also, if you're new, go to YouTube. It's a channel, uh, putting up all the videos there as well. Sometimes it's going to be more interactive. Other times it's just going to be the conversation. So vainly, I want to get a hundred subscribers. So I get the vanity URL. That's the goal. We're on our way, but not quite there yet. For all of today's links, information, head over to veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. There You can also subscribe via your favorite podcast platform. So you won't miss any episodes in the future. And finally, if you'd like more information, insights, or have the ability to, for your voice to be heard, join the Facebook group. You can search for the Veterinary Success Podcast on Facebook or head over to the veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. scroll to the bottom, about your host, click on the Facebook icon. And thanks again for listening. I appreciate you. All right. So there are a lot of great job postings that I want to get to. And so we're going to start off with Bayside Hospital for Animals. Great work life balance in beautiful Fort Walton Beach, Florida. No weekends. Monday to Friday, 8 to 5, no on-call or emergencies. It's a appointment only here. Currently a two-and-a-half doctor practice, new owner in 2021, bringing some fresh life into the hospital. The new owner had been there for six years prior working, so definitely understands the team, the processes, and the community. Lots of investment in people and new equipment. ProSAL is the pay structure. Far too many benefits for me to list. Email BaysideVet251 at Yahoo or call eight five zero eight six four one eight five seven. Join a thriving, growing small animal practice in Vermont on the Quebec border. Full time ideal. Part time is considered. The idea is to start with yes with the team, patients, and clients. in outdoor woman's paradise, while uh, being able to practice high quality medicine. Compensation is write your own structure within production capabilities. Literally, it is the owner wants to t- find the right person and is happy to negotiate, chat through, and find the right fit. If you want autonomy and a boss that enjoys teaching, reach out to Newport Veterinary Hospital. You can email newportveterinaryhospital at gmail.com. North Central Indiana, looking for an oasis in the chaos? Who isn't, right? Come join the amazing team at Fulton County Veterinary Clinic. They strive to foster a fun, fast-paced work environment. While providing quality patient care they utilize the support staff efficiently so that the doctor is available to practice medicine and do what you're trained to do in less time and paperwork which is great lots of investment in new equipment and technology to support you full-time or part-time available small animal and exotics are both seen there so no er no on call no weekends competitive salary with sign-on bonus offered and far too many benefits to list go to fulton county veterinary clinic so type that in and you'll find the job posting there Last but not least, join Watertown Animal Hospital, Personable, Small Animal Veterinarian Wanted for Well Established Current Five Doctor Mixed Animal Practice in Northern New York, which is an outdoors persons paradise. Again, two of those. So if you like the outdoors, you can look at Vermont or New York. They have plenty of support staff with six CSRs, six licensed technicians, four animal caretakers, two technical assistants, hospital associate, or sorry, hospital assistant, a practice manager, and a bookkeeper. Focuses on mentorship and investment on the people and the technology. That's been a strategic initiative by the leadership team. No on call, uh, 24 hour ER, less than an hour away. Salary based on experience, but no less than 95,000. It can be straight salary, pro sal considered. Want to discuss that with the right person. Tons of benefits. Again, too much to list. Please reach out to watertownpetcare.com for that option as well. So again, if you find a role or a job or talk to anyone and it helps you in any way, I would love to hear that feedback. So please reach out let me know what you're able to do. And I will continue to post these. So if you are an owner, reach out to me, let me know. And we'll go from there. And until I hit a capacity of I can't keep recording these, I want to let people know who are high quality owners around the country looking for great help. So with that, we'll talk soon.